Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you find yourself getting caught in endless loops of procrastination, you are not alone. Today, you will learn how to disrupt those procrastination loops. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer, a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. If you like this podcast, then you'll love my foundational course on identity called Finding Me. Even procrastination can be helped with an improved sense of knowing who you are and what matters to you. You can sign up with our new free buddy pass at aboutprogress.com slash finding me. When you were growing up, did you ever read that book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie? We did often, and I love reading it to my kids, but when I do now, as an adult, I have to laugh because that little mouse basically foreshadowed my life as an adult. I love to get things done, and I know you do too, but 
I also am, and just like all other humans on earth, prone to getting lost down these procrastination loops. Sometimes this looks like unproductive procrastination, you know, just your usual loops on the internet. And other times it looks like productive procrastination, like when I find myself cleaning out a closet instead of doing the task I'm dreading. If you find yourself getting similarly caught in these loops of procrastination where they're just hard to get out of, it is not only annoying, it can also be weirdly demoralizing. Because procrastination doesn't just prevent you from getting things done, it also can prevent you from being the person you want to be. Today, I'm so excited to share an interview I did all about procrastination on the 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms podcast with my dear friend, Rachel Nilsson. In it, you'll hear me break down what procrastination really is about, why it's so easy to fall into those endless loops of procrastination, and how to disrupt them and break free. You're also going to hear us have a lot of fun, and it's kind of a relief for me to share more of who I really am, because even as the head of this podcast, I can get in my own head. And maybe some of you don't know that I have a personality or a sense of humor. And in this episode, you get to hear that. You're also going to love Rachel. So after you listen, be sure to check out her podcast, ASAP. I have linked in the show notes for you. It's one of the few podcasts I consistently listen to. Now on to the interview. Hello, Monica. Welcome back to 3 and 30. Oh, I am excited to be here. Oh, well, I am excited to have you. This is round three, your third appearance on 3 and 30, but it's been a while. It's been several years since you've been on here, and it was high time that we got you back on here. And talking about a topic that I know so many women need and are going to be interested in, and that is how to stop procrastinating. Is this something you have some personal experience with, procrastination? Oh, yes. Of course I do. We all do. And you know what? When I say stop procrastinating, I mean lessen procrastination Mm, in your life. Yeah. Yes. It's it's not about full on stop because that will be impossible. Yeah. I'm glad you just started with that kind of that gentle, grace-filled reminder. You're never going to completely eliminate this, but there are some things we can do to move forward in our lives on our dreams and our goals and our passions. And before we even dig into your takeaways, I think it is important that we address kind of the root, the humanity behind this. Yes. We can get so hard on ourselves when we procrastinate, but why do we as human beings procrastinate? Well, I think I want to start by just acknowledging any person that you think has it all together. I Mm -hmm. promise you that person procrastinates too. It's just a tendency that we all have as humans, Mm -hmm. and it will never fully go away. But there are definitely times and seasons where it is controlling what we're able to not just do, but who we're able to be. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it affects us so deeply because of how we know that this procrastination is getting in the way of us being who we want to be, not just doing what we want to do. Yeah. So it's a human tendency, right? Yeah. But we're going to dig into the roots a little bit. Would that be helpful? Yes, please. Okay. So there's a nutshell. This is the nutshell version of why we procrastinate so much. And it has to do with emotions. You are either avoiding certain emotions or you are waiting for other emotions to come. I'm Mm going to just break that down real quick. So 
The emotions that we avoid with procrastination are usually things like anxiety, fear of failure. We're avoiding feeling overwhelmed or we're avoiding stress. Like, so we're putting things off because we're trying to avoid the negative feelings that we are associating with that task. Mm. So an example of this for me is a couple years ago, I have this program called the Progress Program and I coach women and I knew it needed to be totally overhauled, the curriculum. It had just to be completely redone top to bottom. So I took a month off my podcast to do that and I was going to spend every day working on that. But I felt so worried about Mm if it would just fall flat on its face, like if nobody would sign up or if it would be total crap. I was basically worried about failure and disappointing mm. people and wasting my time. So that month, and I didn't realize it until there was a week left in the month, I deeply organized my garage, like every <laughs> closet in the house. I'm sure I painted a couple rooms. You know, so procrastination can look like productivity. productivity. Yeah. 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 And it could also look like searching on your phone a lot. But for me, I realized by the end of that month, it's like, oh, I was procrastinating all month and I was trying to make it seem like I wasn't, but this is what I was trying to avoid. I was trying to avoid feeling like a failure. Mm. So if you find yourself in that procrastination loop a lot, just step back for a second and ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Mm. Huge. Yes. And there's so much there, right? Or what am I afraid of feeling with this activity? And even if it's like calling someone on the phone, (laughs) there's an emotion you're avoiding there. So think about that. So that's one. Okay. I can't even tell you how many times I've like deep cleaned my desk when I was avoiding (laughs) getting to work on it. I mean, we've all done it or like organized my medicine cabinet. Like what? You know, you're like, oh, this needs to be done right this minute. So yes, I think we are avoiding a lot of time. And what do you mean that sometimes we're waiting for an emotion? The kind of the opposite of avoiding it. We want it. So when we are procrastinating because we're waiting on an emotion, basically we're waiting to feel like it. Mm. You know, we're like, I don't feel like it. So basically we're waiting to feel motivated or like we want to do it or that we have the energy to do it. Or excited. Yes. In Mm. order to do the task. So we keep delaying until we feel like it which, spoiler alert, will never make you feel like it. And that to me comes up a lot if I do find myself searching on Pinterest a lot or scrolling on Instagram a bunch. It's because I'm telling myself, I don't feel like washing the dishes right now. Hmm. Or I don't feel like putting the laundry away. That's one of my least favorite tasks. Or I don't feel like doing this huge email that I need to do that's going to take a lot of brain power. I just don't feel like it. And so that's why we get caught in those procrastination loops. It's all about emotions. I think it helps to break it down so you stop shaming yourself so much. Oh, yeah. And I think even having the awareness around it to just gently say to yourself, hey, this is what's going on. I see you. I know what you're doing. (laughs) But not in a shaming, like, why can't you handle the fear or why are you afraid of failure, whatever, but just in a gentle, I understand. It's okay. Journal it out. Do what you need to do. And then take some of these steps that we're going to talk about today to get moving through procrastination. I wanted to also add here, Monica, that you are one of the first people that helped me see how much my perfectionism was impacting my ability to put work out into the world, to make a difference in the world. And listening to your show and particularly an episode you did with Jennifer Finlayson Fife about perfectionism was such a wake up call for me 
where she talked about how that's immaturity and that selfishness to be waiting until you have the perfect thing or that you can look perfect before you take a risk and try to make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And I felt called out. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I am doing is I am withholding the gifts that I could be giving to this world because I want to be seen as perfect. Yes. And in your work, you've done a lot with perfectionism. And I've heard you say that there's a lot of people who don't even know they're perfectionists and they'll say, no, 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 I'm not a perfectionist, but their actions would say otherwise. Can you explain that this kind of unexpected perfectionist that you encounter in your work? Well, I think like 80% of the perfectionists out there are actually the underachieving kind. And I put that in quotes. And those are people who are waiting a lot on the sidelines in their own lives because Mm -hmm. they're waiting for the perfect time or they're waiting for the perfect amount of money or the skill or whatever it might be. They're waiting. Mm -hmm. And we procrastinate not just our to-dos, but like I said at the beginning, we're procrastinating our lives of Mm -hmm. being who we want to be. We discount ourselves from even the trying because we won't be perfect or good enough at it. Yeah. And I think a lot of women who are listening right now are going to be surprised to hear that they're perfectionists. Mm. And you are if you are in a holding pattern in your life. All or nothing is kind of the the model that perfectionists follow, which means for most of us that all is so impossible or so extreme or all encompassing and the cost is so high that we tend to go more to the nothing. And if you're in the more of the nothing side, you are still a perfectionist. And I think that really relates to what we've been discussing already about procrastination and how oh, yeah. directly tied they are. Yeah. Cause I've heard women say, Oh no, no, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm not an overachiever. I, you know, I don't try. I don't yeah. do anything. So I'm not a perfectionist. And I'm like, no, you're idealizing perfectionism. Yep. <laughs> like you think that a perfectionist is someone that's a super high achiever when really your perfectionism is what is keeping you from trying. A lot of the women who are the quote highest achievers, the most productive quote unquote, are actually not perfectionists because they just get out there and do it. And Mm -hmm. they don't care about having a perfect outcome. And so I am, and I've always known I am a perfectionist and it's held me back. I mean, it took me two years to start my podcast. I knew the format I knew everything and I was just waiting and waiting and procrastinating because I was afraid of failure, of putting myself out there, of the work that it would take. And you had already started your podcast and I kind of admired you from afar and honestly felt jealous that Mm -hmm. you were out there doing what I wanted to be doing. And we've done an episode about that that I'll link about what do you do if you're jealous of a friend and how do you (laughs) overcome jealousy? And so if women out there are listening and they recognize that they feel jealous of people that are doing the things that they're procrastinating doing, I hope that this episode will be a starting place for how to get going. Me too. So let's start in with your three takeaways. What are your practical action steps for us? Well, and I love, I'm going to be like, I love these tips because, but I do love (laughs) these tips because they're both practical, but also deep. So this will help you with a literal task you are avoiding. Mm. And it will also help you with the bigger life picture thing that you're also putting off and avoiding. Yeah. So maybe even think of a specific task in your mind, hold it in your mind as we go through these, something you are avoiding doing right now that you can apply these takeaways to. And then like Monica said, also, you'll get some deeper meaning as well. For sure. (laughs) 
Those three tips are coming right up, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know I often speak about how women must do habits differently. And one of the biggest reasons why is simply biology. In other words, hormones. Our hormones are a real factor to how we feel physically, mentally, and emotionally, and they constantly change day to day and year to year as we age. My friends warned me that the hormone roller coaster gets harder as we get older, and they were right. From worse PMS to more aggravating period symptoms to all the things that come with perimenopause and menopause. If you're wanting help with that hormone roller coaster, I want you to check out today's sponsor, Happy Mammoth, and their supplement, Hormone Harmony, a bottle of which is sold every 24 seconds with over 17,000 reviews. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible perimenopause and menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, and so much more. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. If you want to feel more like yourself, make sure you go to Happy Mammoth and find Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code PROGRESS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PROGRESS for 15% off today. Okay, so the first takeaway I have is to focus on the starting, not the ending. So a big part of procrastination, both with bigger picture stuff, as well as just literal tasks that we're doing, we are procrastinating because we're only imagining the ending and all the work that will go into that ending. Mm -hmm. Like I just finished scrapbooking last night and all of the supplies, all of the little papers and pictures and things my kids have done have been outside in our main living area. I'm living in my parents' basement right now, so it's not a huge living area, but a living area. It's been out there for six months and I procrastinated doing it for this very reason because I knew it would take me hours Mm. to have the finished product. I was focusing on the ending. Mm. And so what you need to do instead of focusing on the ending is to focus on just the starting point, Mm. just the start. And with that, your starting place needs to be so easy that you don't have to worry about all of the work. It just is something you can do really easily. So that's actually the only way I finally got it done is by telling myself I would just focus on going through a little stack of the papers that day. That's it. Just going Mm -hmm. through it, not even scrapping it, just going through and deciding I'm going to recycle that. I'm going to scrapbook that for Mm -hmm. a few minutes. And if you focus on the starting, what it does, it creates the momentum you need to get to the ending. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a natural law, one of those Newton laws. I don't know which one. It might be the oh, first one. Oh, I know one. because I already recorded an episode that's airing on my show all about motivation. Oh, perfect. First law of motion. First law. An object in motion stays in motion. Perfect. So if you start with something very easy, you will stay in motion and get more done by the end than if you're waiting for the big amount of energy it takes to get the finished product right away. Yeah. So I think a really practical way to apply this would be if you recognize that you're feeling overwhelmed by a task, ask yourself, what is the very next thing that needs to happen? And I'll start there. How can I start? Yeah. How can I start? The easiest way to start. That might be like literally getting out the tool you need to make dinner and putting Mm -hmm. it on the counter or picking up one category of items in the room instead of the whole room, but being like, okay, we're going to start with shoes in the basket. Totally. There's that frozen song, do the next right thing. Yes. The next right thing. (laughs) We should have you sing that. Uh, Yeah. Like a whole kitchen. Just think about instead of doing the whole kitchen, start with one drawer. I had Gabrielle Blair on my show a few years ago, and she talked about this cross-country move they did, which was as a family of eight, because they have six children, was a tremendous amount of to-dos. Like the end was hours and hours and hours of preparation to get to that point. And the way she started was just looking up where they're supposed to get their passport pictures. That mm-hmm. was it. That was her first task. It was an international move with her yes, children, right? That's yes. right. Yes, to France. Yeah. So where can you start? Yeah. Oh, that's so freeing to just think about that step. And then what's our next step? Alongside this is when you are starting, you need to set limits. So it seems so paradoxical, but when you are setting limits, you're actually allowing yourself to get things done, to actually show up. So setting limits helps you narrow down what you need to do to either a certain time limit and I would make that short, or a certain number, make that few. So let me give you some examples on this. So let's say that instead of having a whole day set aside to organize your papers, because I just Mm -hmm. had a client do this, and she was really worried about it. Instead of setting aside a whole day, you're going to start by just going through the files. And to do that, set a limit about how much time you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. And make it so easy that you can do it without much motivation, without much energy. And so for her, we did like five or 10 minutes and she literally set a timer and she just went through it for that small amount of time. Let's say you have a whole room full of stuff everywhere. Like your kids just exploded stuff all over the house. There's a lot to put away. Tell the kids, hey, we're each going to put away five items or 10 items. You set limits around it. And somehow those limits will paradoxically make it so also, just like we talked about the first tip, it makes it so you can get more done with time. Yeah. Set limits. That makes so much sense. And I know you have done several coaching certifications that help with this, but in the optimized coaching, they teach you about floors and ceilings, right? And how setting a minimum barrier, a floor of what you will get done instead of always shooting for the ceiling, the sky. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, this comes from Stephen Geise's book, How to Be an Imperfectionist. And my friend, Brooke Snow, who's also an optimized coach, she has talked about this a lot in ways that really make 
a lot of sense and her analogies are so great. It's just basically telling yourself, this is the baseline. This is the floor of how I'm going to do something instead of shooting for the big end product that you want. It's just a way to start so that you can get going and get in the momentum like we talked about and actually move forward. Yeah. Kind of tricks you. I love the visual of the floors and ceilings as like a container or as a limit, because if you don't have a floor, then you're just floating around aimlessly without a real grounding direction. And that's where so many of us, we don't have a container. We don't have a limit around our efforts. Mm -hmm. And there's another natural law, I think, that says that objects will take up the amount of space that they're given. And so if you give yourself a full day to do something, you'll probably only work on it the last half an hour of the day, or you'll work on it all day and overwork on it, or you'll put it off and work on it at the end of the day. So giving yourself a smaller container, a a more finite limit is sometimes helpful to just get going. Mm -hmm. And it also clears the path for you. Instead of being the mouse who, you know, give a mouse a cookie, that book. Oh yeah. That's my life. Yes. I tend to be that person. Oh yeah, me too. So if I have a limit where I know I am only doing this task for this amount of minutes, it keeps me focused instead of getting so distracted, which for me is another way of procrastinating. Yeah, absolutely. And then what's your third takeaway? My third takeaway is to make it enjoyable. Or another way to say this is satisfying. That comes from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, which is so amazing. But we are more likely to do things when it bumps up all those feel good chemicals in our brain and in our bodies. So what I like to do is pair a blah task, like a task that just makes me feel like, like I hate this with a yay reward. Like that's something that makes me feel good. And so you can pair. So this is like when I, I've had to call insurance so much (laughs) in my time as a mom, because I have some special needs kids and I dread it. I hate it so much. I will put it off. But one thing that can help me is literally sucking on a piece of dark chocolate while I'm on hold for the Mm. 10th time that day or watching a show I really want to watch while I'm also on hold or having something that I know I get to do right after it because I've made it through. You can also trick yourself into doing things like going on a walk because you get to listen to your favorite podcast, which is probably three and 30 takeaways for moms podcast or about progress. <laughs> hey, you said it, not me. So <laughs> you're, you're, you're trying to pair it. You're tricking your brain into making you think this is not the worst thing that has ever happened to me. I have to do this with laundry every time folding laundry. I have to watch my favorite, anything British on Netflix. Like it has to be something British. That's how I ever get the laundry done. That's the only reason why. Um, So think about how can you pair a blah task with a yay reward, something that feels good. And not only will it help you actually do the thing, it will trick your brain into thinking that's not so bad. We could do that again. Totally. And that will get the momentum going. Yes. You're kind of like like you're intercepting your brain and you'll be like, no, we go here because it feels good. And it works. Mm, You trick yourself and it works. Yeah. I can't tell you the number of times that I've turned to a podcast or a playlist to get me through something that I was dreading. So always a really good strategy. Well, Monica, this has been so, so helpful. I want to hear more about your show and what you have to offer. Yeah. So my show's called About Progress and self-development is a really hard field because a lot of people are teaching this in all or nothing ways. Like get up and do the thing and you're the only one in charge of your life. And here's all the extreme ways to make it happen. And 
you know, you talked about perfectionism. My story is me realizing that perfectionism was absolutely ruining every part of my life, both as an overachieving and then as an underachieving perfectionist. And I wanted to change. And the only way I could do that was by experimenting with what it meant to live a life based around progress, not perfection. And that's how my podcast came about. And I did not think about my podcast for years. I thought about it one week and I started it the same day that I finally decided. I was like, I'm going to, yeah, I can do that. I'm going to do it. And because of that, I made a lot of mistakes along the way. And I had to learn a lot about the growth mindset and how to learn from failure and mistakes and and how to be who you really are in spite of the ups and downs of the things and the passions that you're pursuing. And so that's my long way of saying, come and listen to About Progress because that's where we talk about progress made practical. And it's for everyday women who want things to change in their lives, but know that the extreme all or nothing model is not working for them anymore. I really love how you have made progress practical. I think you gave some great examples of that in this episode of the grace that you have for women, for all of us that are struggling to become, as well as some practical steps. You often say that you give your listeners a hug and a kick in the pants to get going. Yeah. And I love that about you. I hope that you'll apply these three takeaways that Monica gave us today, not just for like the tasks that you have to get done in your home, which are important too but also for the dreams and the goals and the ambitions that you have. Just start yeah. and feel your feelings, acknowledge them, and then start. And we are rooting for you all the way. Well, thank you, my dear friend. I have learned so much from you watching you to just do something. That's kind of your tagline that you say, yeah. just do something. It has taught me a tremendous amount. I admire you so much. And thank you for coming on 3 and 30. I appreciate it. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. Don't forget to go and listen to more of 3 and 30. And thank you again to Rachel for letting us use this audio on About Progress. Here are the progress pointers from this episode where I share the notes that uh, you probably would have taken if you had a notepad around you. And I send the progress pointers in a graphic form each week to my Go Getter newsletter. Number one, procrastination is a human tendency we all deal with. We get in procrastination loops when we are avoiding feelings or waiting for them. Two, to disrupt these procrastination loops, first focus on the starting, not the ending. Figure out an easy way to do something to start, which creates momentum. Number three, second, set limits. Help make the task easier by narrowing what you need to do to a certain time limit, short, or a certain number, few. And number four, Third, make it enjoyable. We are more likely to do things that create feel-good chemicals in our brain. Pair your blah task with a yay reward. Your do something challenge this week is to name the feeling that you're avoiding when you're procrastinating something or the feeling that you're waiting to feel. Just awareness. That's what I want. You can report in, you can DM me, you can email me all about this do something challenge, or you can share about it on social media. And I love to spotlight progressors who do this and other things too. This week, I'm excited to share 
an amazing spotlight of a progressor named Katie. And last week, we talked with Eve Rothsky about housework and, and home management and family management and how to increase fairness there. And I love what Katie had to say about that, because for years, as a military family, she was solely responsible for what went on in the home. And this is what she had to say, quote, I loved when Eve said that sometimes you have to step up and make what you need happen. Yes, I got really good at that when my husband deployed many years ago. No one was going to rescue me and get me out of the house so I could have space. I had to do it myself. I had to make the decision that it was important and not wait for external permission to make any progress in this area. I saw so many young moms that are waiting for someone to pull them out and make the space for them. But sometimes you have to be your own hero. Unquote. And then she later talked about how in this new season of their life, Katie started law school and her husband was primed and ready to step up in his role at home and to care for more family responsibilities. There are times and seasons to this, my friends. and I just wanted to remind you of that. Don't forget to sign up for the Go Get Our newsletter so you can be the first in the know for our pre-sale coming up next month on the new course all about habit formation. And before we go, was this episode helpful for you? If so, here are two free and easy ways for you to help the show in return. The first is to just share about it. Share about this episode. That's the number one way we grow. And the second way is to leave a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It can take you three minutes. It really can. Thank you so much for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. I appreciate it. And I love you, if I can say that. <laughs> Should I read you that? <laughs> Do you want me to? Sure. Yeah. Re- okay. Redo. Uh, you can. T- you can decide if you want to keep it in there. <laughs> we can do that as an outtake. I love you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying to not laugh again. So, thank you so much. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.